Uh, um, so how much is that? Everybody, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast editor's mastermind. Uh, today we have a special episode where we actually are going through our Carrie called it the podcast editor's master plan. We did this a couple of years ago privately in our own mastermind. And so we decided to kind of offer this as a resource or whatever and go kind of publicly with reflecting on 2020 and then looking forward to 2021 and just getting a focus on how our businesses are doing and what we're going to do and just kind of focus in on what we could do to improve and help each other out through the process. So if this is your first time listening or watching, this is a podcast editor's mastermind, a podcast aimed at professional podcast editors to help you in the business of podcast editing. My name is Daniel Abendroth. You can find me at rothmedia.audio. I'm Carrie Caulfield. Eric, you can find me at Yaya Podcasting, and I got everything sorted out, so we're good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Yay. And I'm Brian Ensming. You can find me at toptieraudio.com, and we have a special guest joining us today. Hi, my name is Michelle Avendroth. I'm also with Roth Media. Dan and I are co-owners, co-husband and wife duo. We both work on Roth Media together. So I'm really excited to be here and be part of this conversation about, you know, what we did in 2020 as I came on board with our podcast company and then what 2021 looks like. So thanks guys so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited you're here. It is such a treat. Uh, oh, I haven't you. seen you since PodFest. That's great. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Yaya Podcasting, where we produce uncommonly good sounds for extraordinary Ooh. brands, and we offer courses and coaching for podcast editors. So I love working with you guys. I do a free audit, so hit me up if you want some uh, you know, business help and want a review of your business. Happy to do it. I, I think we just need to pause here and pay homage to your new tagline and slogan. <laughs> Because my goodness, that I'm jealous now. So good job. I, on I, that. You know, it's funny because I actually thought maybe I might offend some people. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we're all uncommon in Ray. this group, so uncommonly good is perfect. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's uh, well because before I had stolen Jennifer's, so I decided that that was not a good idea. Yeah. Also, Carrie, don't you have T-shirts available? I do. I have lots of cool podcast t-shirts and podcast editor t-shirts at yayapodcasting.com backslash shop. The most popular one is what microphone should I buy? And the t-shirt says anything but a Yeti. So <laughs> and Jennifer's in the chat. She's asking if you could say your uh, your business tagline and stuff again. I think she's probably trying to steal from okay. you now. And, and I deserve it. Yeah, she wants to hear completely. that again. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. I am. So let me write it down Uncommonly quick. good sound for extraordinary brands. That's excellent. That's really good. Thank you. I, I uh, spent probably about six months trying to figure that one out. <laughs> it's crazy the small things that go into branding like that, that you don't really think about. But as a business owner, it's so important. So that's, that's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. How do you, how do you distill what you do down into a few words? That's, that's hard, um, which is why it took so long. So uh, other than that, I guess we're here to talk about goals. Why, why should we even think about goals? Like, wh why bother? Are you asking me? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm asking you. Uh, because it gives us something to work towards and helps us stay focused uh, on what we – and it helps us figure out what we actually want. And that's a big deal for me this year is I'm kind of like exploring new things and new avenues. So, uh, yeah, it is definitely something because otherwise I will get distracted by all the shiny things that come at me every day. And I would have 50 different businesses. So for me, that's I mean, why. you're. You're basically describing the entirety of my 2020 <laughs> business model. I think it's probably it's being distracted by every opportunity. I think that's probably everybody's 2020 because it's been such a crazy year. Yeah. And I think for me, having goals, like if you don't have a goal in mind, like you're not going to like get anywhere. You're just going to keep doing like what's comfortable, what's easy, like what you've been doing. And like you're not actually going to like make any tangible progress. What about you, Michelle? What do you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think the goals are so important for, just like Dan said, Daniel, sorry. Would, would he go by in this realm? I think it's Daniel. Yeah, we Cuba. always call him okay. Daniel. I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always call him Dan. I call him Daniel when he's in trouble. Oh, which, <laughs> which is never, by the yeah. way. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think that, like he said, that setting goals creates that roadmap for you to follow in order to keep growing as a brand and just through life is to keep up leveling, you know, what you got going on. Yeah. And I should say that we're going to be using a very specific workbook tonight because setting goals, I think is a process. And that's why we're starting in what is almost November. And the first time we did it, I think we started around the same time as well, because it's really something you should put some thought into that what we're using the workbook is 18 pages <laughs> and never do anything <laughs> small, <laughs> but it is based on, you know, what we kind of developed as a group only it's 18 pages because it's broken down into kind of step-by-step -step thought chunks to, you know, things to think about and things to kind of document so to help you assess where you are right now and then move forward uh, in your goal planning. Yeah. And to that point that this is a great place and it takes time. I sat down with Daniel this afternoon to go through this doc so we could prepare for this call and this conversation with you guys. And there were some things that's like, man, I really want to be intentional about this. This is really going to take some time. So this was a great place, a jumping off point for thinking about these things. And then we said that we're going to come back to the stock maybe this weekend or maybe some point next week and sit down and have a whole session where we sit down and work through these questions and set some really intentional, thoughtful goals. Yeah, for me, definitely. I am in this again, this weird place where I'm kind of figuring out what the next iteration of my business is. So I will probably keep coming back to this document for the rest of the year <laughs> and hashing it out with my husband, but also hashing it out with you guys. I mean, this is really the value of doing this kind of out loud with a mastermind. This is why I thought it was important to bring it to our wider audience because Having that accountability, not having to do it alone in a vacuum is, I think, the biggest, most valuable thing. Even if you don't even fill out the whole worksheet, you just start thinking about it, jotting down ideas, you will get something from it for sure. 
Yeah, and I'll also add, like, this isn't set in stone. Like, it's November. If we did this November of 2019, like, our plan would have been thrown out the yeah. window. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way you can really, like, fully plan out what the next, you know, 14 months are going to look like. So don't think that you have to, like, get it perfect now. And what's really cool is the document that Carrie created has editable fields. So you can type in your answers Save like so you say you print it to and save as PDF and you can come back and just like keep updating or keep editing as things change. And if people are listening, they might want to actually get this document. Have we told anybody where this magical document of awesomeness lives? You can go to our Facebook page if you actually look in the description of this live stream you will find the document to download. Um, I don't have a nice, pretty short link for it, but uh, I will repost this again on the Facebook page and in the Facebook group. So be sure you like and are a member of the group. And if you join our newsletter, you can also get access to the PDF. And I think I'd like to pause here for just a second because we kind of skirted around this, but there's real value in being in a group like the mastermind that we're part of. Um, I work a day job full-time, and part of our annual process is doing this kind of thing. In fact, I'm in the middle of it right now trying to figure out what my 2020 looked like for that as well. But the reality is if that wasn't built into the cadence and if I didn't have for this the accountability of this group saying, hey, you know, did you get your did you get your goals in? Like, and that sounding board. I honestly wouldn't do it. I'd think my goals out, but I'd probably never really write them down. And I'd probably never really give them the thought like Michelle talked about that they really deserve. So if you're not a part of a group like this, I'd encourage you to find at least a couple of friends or somebody you trust that you can sit down and go, this is what I'm thinking. Can you help me get some perspective on this? Because I know for myself, I will either try to accomplish too much and set myself up for failure or I will sell myself short. And so having a, a group of people that know you fairly well can can speak into your life, I think that's really valuable. And I think what's really valuable is that when your friend, when you have a goal and your friend's like, why? How are you going to, like, not in a negative way, but why do you want to do that? And then how can you accomplish that? And sometimes they can help you refine that goal into something that really is going to work for you and that you can actually accomplish. And I will add, and encourage you for listening. We have an entire group of people that want to, or I see the value in Mastermind. So if you haven't already joined the Facebook group, put a post out there. Maybe we can actually do something and kind of encourage people to get together and create their own Mastermind through the Podcast Editor's Mastermind group. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I did that actually for the Justbusters to a, a very small degree. I think I paired up about 18 people into small little groups. Um, but I've had requests for more. So maybe that's something that we need to discuss um, mm -hmm. privately. But, you know, so but if. So who's going to put that on their goals yeah. list? I've got my pen yeah. out. This <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was just thinking I need to add that, actually. So um, do you want to do you want me to share the goal sheet? Are you ready to get into it? Because I will. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to share my screen. And really what we're starting with here is reflecting on the past year. And the reason we're doing that is because you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. 
And I want to just interrupt you real quick. So if you're listening to the podcast version of this and you can't see what we're talking about, you can always go to our Facebook page and see the replay there if you want to see what we're talking about or download the document and go through it with us. Yes. And you can go through it as you're listening because I'm going to kind of break this down into pieces. So the first section is called Reflecting on the Past. And I start in kind of a negative place here. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say oh, something. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was what I was going to say. Kind of starts out with, so what didn't work? <laughs> right. I think it's important, though, I mean, to structure it as like, let's start with the negative. Let's get that out of our system. And then we can turn it yeah. into a positive. We can look at the good things. So I think it's, it's, it is, it is kind of harsh, like, oh, crap, like, this is not good. But then you get the wins. In yes. There. Yes. And that's why I intentionally did it. I wanted to leave everybody with not like, oh, here's what's good, but here's what sucked. I wanted to leave you with the, here, you know, the here's what's good. And I think that a lot of us, these negative things are going to be very similar, right? Because of, of COVID and none of us could have foreseen that happening. But what didn't go as planned is the first question. So, and I know for me, I think we we got to March and every plan I had went out the window. So my big goal was, you know, was to create systems and to build local partnerships and hire a VA. And then I, if you look on my sheet, um, those of you watching can see, it says so much. <laughs> so feel free to inject some humor into this to make yourself <laughs> feel better <laughs> because nothing was planned. Do you guys have any like things that, maybe didn't go so well for you this year. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to share some of mine. So I have two shows that are currently on hiatus. I didn't plan for them to stay on hiatus for the year. That was one thing. We talked about not really having a good handle on or or not having a strong direction and so being kind of drawn in different directions. And so because of that, I had a tendency to overspend on resources for things that I thought I was going to do. And so that's been a bit of a challenge. And there's some work besides editing that I've been doing that kind of diffuses my attention. And I didn't walk away from that partly because, well, partly because I didn't want to walk away from the income. So even though there's maybe some more potential upside, if I was to streamline what I do and really focus it, I didn't take action on that because I'm a little concerned about what that would do to the bottom line, which kind of goes back to, oh, and by the way, I spent more than I had planned by not a small margin. And I'll stop there and let somebody else jump in. Well, I just I just want to point out that you mentioned why things didn't go as planned. And I and I did, too, a little bit with COVID. And that is the second piece of this. What didn't go as planned and why? And I list them out separately so you can, you know, you, you don't have to, like, do a long sentence, <laughs> essentially. So you, and you don't have to say why, but I think it's always a good idea to really think about what actually what happened? What was the cause? So go ahead, Daniel. Did you have anything to add, or Michelle? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it for the Wrath Media team here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Similarly to you, Carrie, there were a lot of like programs and packages and resources and the use of social media. I mean, there was a lot. Well, 
honestly, when I started 2020, I didn't know I was even going to be joining Roth Media. So <laughs> that was a huge shift. And then what didn't go as planned was building on all of those things that we had talked about and why. I actually recently had a really huge light bulb moment about this. I went on a trip to go visit a friend in Michigan who's currently working remote, as a lot of people are. And I was able to see what a workday looks like for her as someone who was at home yet had working hours. You know, her tasks are deadline based and the deadlines are given by her superiors and it's driven by, you know, outside factors. And I realized like, one, I don't set work hours. And two, I pretty much only have self-imposed deadlines for those projects. And now I've realized that I need a workday and I need to take my deadlines more seriously, but but not having those those outside factors of creating a a structured schedule really kind of was a huge influence in addition to the global pandemic we're all living in. So that was a huge moment for me. I think that is incredible insight. (laughs) Thank you. I, I really do. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And that is, you know, kind of having work hours. Like I really have not been working on the weekends And I've been trying to like get my work done between like nine and, you know, nine to five, essentially bonus points if I can get done by three. So, (laughs) but I've been trying to to take that time because I noticed that I work better. I'm more productive when I have those boundaries. So that's. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I would find myself waking up thinking about, okay, what's kind of the bare minimum that has to get done today. And then once I did that, I would be like, well, I could work on XYZ project, but it's like, "Mm, I don't feel like it. Cause it's, again, it's just a self-imposed deadline and I make my own schedule. So then none of those things ever saw hardly any progress. Yeah. But now that I, I've, I've given myself the title of project manager in addition to setting these work hours. So now I have my list of projects that I'm working on after I get done with those things that I was already doing. Yeah, that's so great. And, and that's, again, this is another reason why we have that why is so you can, you know, kind of think critically and get that insight that will help you in the future. The next thing is, did you have any recurring problems? And and Michelle, you kind of hit on that with the deadlines. What about you, Brian? Did you have anything that just kept a problem that kept coming up over and over again for you? Yeah. So I think a lot of my, I'll call them ongoing challenges are things like keeping up with the basic admin stuff, like bookkeeping, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, balance, <laughs> balancing the books, <laughs> not spending more than I should. Like those, those kinds of things, I think were the ongoing challenges. As far as the actual production work, that wasn't really difficult. And then I've never really had a strong background in sales. And so that's an area that I continue to struggle to grow in, in terms of prospecting and setting appointments and actually having a marketing plan that I deliver on. So all of those things I think would fall into the recurring problems that are basically everything but the editing part. (laughs) (laughs) So the business part. (laughs) Only that, (laughs) Only the business part. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. And for me, my big thing was probably time management and, uh, you know, just not being firm enough with my clients on deadlines or saying no to things. So I would overstretch myself and that was an issue. And of course, accounting. I mean, that's, I I don't like math, right? (laughs) So, I mean, I've made some progress on this already. I'm more comfortable with, you know, I love spreadsheets actually now, but just that accounting spreadsheet is such, I, it took like six months to set up my QuickBooks account. That's just, <laughs> so that's not good. 
Yeah, and just to add to what Michelle was saying, like a couple other things, like pricing our services has for some time now been kind of an ongoing problem and client agreements. A couple of years in the making of not having like clear like uh, expectations with our clients about like what is entailed in our services and our physical space. So like if you haven't noticed yet, there's a little bit of crossplay. That's because Michelle and I are sharing an office, doing our best in like a very small space to like work together. So that has been uh, an occur- reoccurring problem. Yeah, that can be tough because there's only so much space. But that's actually one of my goals. So we'll get to that. But space is actually part of my goals um, this year. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Did you get any meaningful critical feedback? And what I mean about this is like something that's not necessarily positive, but is definitely insightful and definitely giving you something to think about changing. This is... I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So a couple things immediately come to mind after I've already thought about this and written them down. Uh, <laughs> one, one of them was for the Hindenburg course that I launched this year. I did a soft launch or a, a pre-launch, kind of a beta thing, and asked people for feedback. And one of the people had some feedback about how the course was laid out and the places that he found value in it that were different than what I expected. And so can I jump ahead and kind of answer what I did with that? Is that okay? Yeah, because that's the next step is what action did you take to deal with these? Sure. So what I did with that then was I I took the actual launch date that I had planned for this course and I pushed it back by two weeks. And I said, okay, I'm going to take two weeks to take the advice that he's given. I'm going to re-record the videos that are absolutely critical to deliver on this piece of feedback. And then everything else I will hopefully replace as I'm able to get to it. But I felt like I really needed to get that done. And then there was one other thing that came up in terms of a um, a potential partnership where somebody reached out to me and said, hey, we'd like to work together on this thing. And when I started talking to my wife about it, I got some feedback about how much time I was spending on work <laughs> and not with family. And so- well, I've had that I, feedback too. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't want to I don't want this at all to sound like a bad thing. Like it was absolutely what I needed to hear at that time. And so that shaped how I responded to this request, which in all honesty, I think is a great opportunity. It just would have pulled me away from the priorities that I have. And so I took that piece of critical feedback as well. And I I changed my course. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Danielle? Danielle. (laughs) Just match Danielle and Michelle together. (laughs) What about the Roth media team? This is an example of one that we are going to really think about some more because I'm sure that it's there, Mm -hmm. but nothing was coming to mind. So as we're going through this, I'm taking some more notes. And this is definitely one that I want to think on and come back to when we sit down to have our big kind of goal setting session. So this that's that that's it for us. Okay. So how do you think, I'm just going to throw this out there. How do you think that like these questions specifically about criticism um, and feedback are going to help you set your goals? I'm just curious to see what, what your thoughts are. Well, my thought, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that we're obviously service providers, right? And so by getting feedback, we can kind of shift our services and what we're providing to our clients to make sure that there's a value understanding there, and that's kind of how we build and grow our businesses. The, our clients have to trust our value and our knowledge. Um, and so by getting feedback from them, we can then adjust course. 
Awesome. Thank you. That's a beautiful way of explaining it. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to get filtered by you because it's you're very <laughs> smart. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I think there's another value in this in that it gets these, it forces you to take the time to think about these before you start thinking about goals for next year. Right. So if the feedback was you didn't deliver on this, you might think, well, maybe I don't need to stretch myself as far next year. If the if the feedback was completely non-existent, maybe you think to yourself, hey, maybe I need to stretch a little bit further so I can see how far I can go. And I think that's kind of like my little bit takeaway because I can't you know nothing's coming to mind. But then again, we didn't really take a risk or like do anything. It's so like, Brian, you released your course. So like that's going to lead to some feedback. Whereas for the most part, like we've kind of coasted this year. And just like in the second part of the year, we finally kind of started ramping up some of our projects. So I could see like towards the end of the year, like as I release my course and as we kind of roll out some of these things, more feedback coming in. And this has been the kind of year where I think a lot of people are going to have feedback and, and criticism they wouldn't normally get simply because everybody's home. Everything's different. Like, I think there's some great, I feel like there's there are really some great nuggets you can get, especially, you know, if you don't have any feedback and you want some, one thing is to ask your clients, right? Mm. And, and ask them what you they think you could improve, what maybe doesn't work so well. So that kind of stuff, um, because people are home now and, you know, for the most part, and they will have more time to answer you. And your mastermind, right? Your mastermind oh, can yeah. also provide you some awesome feedback. Yeah. Uh-oh. Like, don't talk so this much, Carrie. scary. We might have to talk about this on an off night. <laughs> oh, I didn't say let's get into it. I just said you can ask your mastermind. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So now let's talk about some of the positive stuff of 2020. The big wins. So what sticks out to you that, you know, it, you can think of pretty quickly what was a big accomplishment or a big happy moment for you. And and for me, that certainly was PodFest and Podcast Editors Conference and the work in JustBusters and, you know, being in the fellowship and nailing certain clients. And I put up my um, Shore SM58 because I love it <laughs> uh, and my courses and, of course, this podcast. So that's a lot of wins for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, I think the biggest thing for us was Michelle coming on board to Roth Media full-time, working with a business coach. Uh, we raised our prices. We started working on our courses. We've gotten more discovery calls. PodFest, we also put in there. Working through imposter syndrome, which is something that's kind of been plaguing me for the past couple of years, like finally getting to a point where like I feel confident in my knowledge. And I think one of the big wins was maintaining and actually growing our business through the pandemic. I put that as a win because I know a lot of people took and you know, and our some colleagues took a big hit this year with COVID. And we were very fortunate to be able to maintain like we lost a few clients, but we also brought on, you know, new work. So we were able to actually kind of be in a good place throughout it all. Brian, what were your wins? I mean, since you mentioned the SM58, I have to say that I finally found a mic that I liked more than my RE320, which is this Lewitt. And I'm hoping it's the the last one <laughs> that I buy because I have a gear acquisition syndrome. I'm constantly looking for the next thing. So <laughs> we'll go back to wins. So there were a couple things. One is um, I started editing 
the Focus Right Pro podcast, which to me is huge because it's recorded by an audio engineer who knows what he's doing. He just isn't able to do the editing. And so I felt like that was a, a really big win and it, it helped me go, yeah, I actually can do this. Like, it's not just, I think that I can do this, but somebody who knows can say, yeah, you can do this. Um, I did launch the course and people bought it, which was huge. And I only got one refund request, which was a person that thought they were buying something else instead of this. I guess my message wasn't clear enough. So I tried to tidy that up, but I felt like that was some pretty good feedback. And then I raised my consulting rates by 40% or like 38.9% and people are still booking me for consultations. So I feel pretty good about that. And then sort of related to this, my wife and I got somebody to do our yard work for us. <laughs> and, you know, neither of us like it. Neither of us are particularly good at it. And we're not going to have to wonder if our neighbors hate us oh. because our yard looks like poo-poo. And also, we're not going to have to play hot potato and go, who's going to do it this time? It just gets done. It doesn't cost that much. And it frees up all of that mental and emotional space that used to be dedicated to, we have to mow the yard again. Why don't we just rent an apartment? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great win, I really think, because what happened was your life got easier. It did. And also, since I'm not driving to work, all of that gas money <laughs> goes to pay oh, yeah. the person that's mowing the yard, right? I mean, we're spending more on groceries and stuff like that. But I went seven months between putting gas in my car because I don't go out. And when we do, we would drive my wife's car. So like, it was that significant a change that we were able to go, yeah, we'll bring somebody on to do the yard a couple times a month. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds funny, but like, that's really huge. I remember I used to work on a show about like a guy who sold on Amazon and one, one of his productivity tips was that he brought somebody in to do like his house cleaning because his time, you know, those couple hours a week was better spent doing his own thing on his business where he'd make more than what he'd pay for hiring a house cleaner. And same thing for us. Like I have an assistant that keeps like my shows organized. So as you know, clients in their episodes, she takes it, downloads the files, send to me, gets everything that I need. And I don't have to worry about that. So I no longer have to like start the day. I'm like, all right, what shows am I forgetting about? Do I have this? Do I have that? Like it's something I can kind of free my mental space and focus on other things. Yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. So and I think recording the wins, like I know some people may feel like they don't have wins, but wins can be anything. I am a big believer in celebrating the small victories. And sometimes that victory was I got out of bed most days, right? That's a win, you know, some days or I was feeling confident enough to do you know, move past imposter syndrome or something like anything, or, you know, I tried a new recipe, something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be about your, your business per se, but it's about making sure that you recognize that there are things to celebrate is my, my main bullet point here. Did I just ramble on? Is that... Probably. No, I, I, for me, that's a real struggle <laughs> because, like, I can tell you, like, all the mistakes I made this past week, but I can't tell you <laughs> right? where I excelled. Yeah. Right? No kidding. And I think getting in, and I know these say big wins, but, you know, that's, like, what's on the top of your mind, you know, and I really do. I celebrate the small victories every day. Like, our TV broke. 
But you know what? At least we have like 50,000 other devices to watch <laughs> television on or watch Netflix on. You know, that that just wouldn't have happened like 10 years ago. Right. Or something like, you know, so pulling out those those positive bits, I think it's really important and keeps you keeps you kind of in the right headspace to get excited about stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, like a big win for me would be like it snowed. <laughs> right? nice. I'm excited for that. And Halloween. That's fun, too. I just think especially with the way like reality is right now with everything going on mental health is a huge thing and being able to like one recognize your wins and be able to like really focus on that is huge right now yeah absolutely absolutely and here's another really cool thing for your mental health is what were positive things people said about you and i think it's again important to document these things and it's was it Brittany Felix or Emily Prokop, who actually keeps a folder on her, I don't, one of them, actually keeps a folder on her desktop that says, like, why I'm awesome. And she collects that positive feedback and puts it in that folder. That's a good idea. I need to do that. Yeah, I have. I have one. Well, I did on my old computer, but not this one. I need to start it again. But yeah, so... You know, I put that a lot of people said I was very helpful and provided value and gave them aha moments and that I was worth the money. So that was fun. But yeah, I think, you know, just jotting down those positive things, just whatever comes to your mind, because people like somebody has said something nice about you. I guarantee it. Mm hmm. We had one very specific that I felt really positive about. So over the course of the year, you know, there's been in addition to COVID, the really like the focus on the Black Lives Matter movement. And one of our clients focuses on diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And we wanted to reach out to her. She's a woman of color at the start of the the really the movement after the murder of George Floyd. And we just wanted to say like we feel so honored to work on her show and to be a part of it and to help her spread the awareness of her work and what she does so that the world can become more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. And she responded and she said that she felt really strongly that she could trust us and the work that we were doing. This was more, you know, it was less like, you know, thanks for editing my show. You did a great job. It was a less tangible thing. But just knowing that she trusted the work that we do as to white people and that it was a a really big kind of group hug moment. Uh, And just it felt great to get that feedback that she could trust us and, and the work that we do. And she was happy to work with us. That makes my positive thing sound really bad. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. No. I'm, no. Joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, that is a beautiful, that's an absolutely beautiful story. I mean, and that's that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Like that trust, especially with things that are so like difficult. Yeah, it just felt really cool to, in addition to getting feedback on tangible things, just knowing that she enjoyed and appreciated the, the working relationship that we have together was really positive. Yeah. Daniel, do you, I'm going to ask you because you, you know, you're working through that imposter syndrome. (laughs) What comes to your mind? So I think one big thing uh, is a client that I can't remember why she stopped. So she had two shows that I was working on and then she stopped producing them to do other things. I think she's got too busy with like her professional business. I wanted to focus on that, but then like came back to me when she was ready to start another, like a new show. So the fact that like 
she thought of me. I don't know. It's just like I didn't screw up so bad that she didn't come back. So it's kind of like validated. <laughs> and like another client who's kind of like revamping her show. It kind of got stagnant and then she kind of like revamped it. And we were like just kind of consulting her about it. And just so many emails that I've gotten from her are just like, oh, my God, thank you so much for making this so easy. And there's just like been a number of clients who've like expressed like happiness and like that they appreciate what we offer has really just kind of like validated my own like expertise. And I guess, and then more focused on like Reaper and this course, like that's been a huge, like huge source of imposter syndrome because like, who am I to do this course whenever there's so many other people that know way more about Reaper than I do? Like they should be doing courses, but like end of the day, they're not and I am. Exactly. So like they've had an opportunity, they haven't. So like there's this opportunity and I... And I know plenty to be able to help a ton of people like get started with Reaper. You know, I may not be the most knowledgeable, but I do know quite a bit. And I have, you know, the Reaper for Podcasting Facebook group for a while now. And like, I'm able to like, every time questions come up, be able to offer helpful advice and even teach some of these like other people that I look up to, teach them a couple things that I've learned. Yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. So... Is there a theme here? I know more and I'm more like I have more expertise than I give myself credit for. Yeah. And I put I don't suck as much as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what it really boils down to. Right. This is a little a confidence boost because there are a lot of positive things and we are our own worst critic. So but also when you think about what your wins were like and what the positive things people are saying and what that kind of through line is. This is the stuff you enjoy doing, right? And it shows. So Brian, do you have a theme going through? Yeah, I think the the theme that kind of popped up as I was looking through some of the the positive comments, there's always well always, I would hope there's always the comments about competence that if you are a professional editor that you would be able to do the job of a professional editor. So that's kind of like table stakes. But the the ones that stand out to me are when I can sort of listen over the shoulder as my clients are telling their guests, oh yeah, don't worry about it. My editor can handle this, that kind of thing. Because it's not like it's not like they're trying to butter me up for something. It's an it's obviously an honest statement to put their guest at, at ease. So that one I think is kind of like table stakes. The one that really kind of stood out to me has happened a couple times in the last maybe two months. I've had people come to me talking about the Hindenburg Users Group on Facebook, and they're commenting that they really don't like Facebook. They are not fans at all for any number of reasons. And one of the primary reasons they stay is that group. And so that speaks to me of being a person who continues to deliver value to a fault in such a way that people that would rather not be there will continue to stay for the value that they're getting out of that experience. I love that takeaway. Yeah. And, and a lot of this, what I'm hearing is I'm looking at my own thing and thinking about this. I think a lot of this is, this is really about the relationship side, right? They have. And, and the customer service and those types. So it's the working with people and helping people that really really is coming through, I think, for all of us. So we may not be such introverts. Okay, so it is, we're 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 getting close to the end of our time here. 
them. And we've only just reflected. We haven't started making goals. Yeah, we're only like four pages in. I know, right? We've, we've got like 16 more to go, right? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I don't want to like tell you guys how to run your show. Maybe we make this a two or three parter even. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to need to happen. Uh, but that'll give us time to like think and work through some of this stuff as well. So let's see. Uh, we're still reflecting on the past. Uh, and this this really, you know, the the goal for this, all this kind of reflection is really to so you can find those through lines of what you think you want to set as a goal that you will enjoy reaching. So what unexpected thing got you excited in 2020? I'll go and start Podfest. Yeah, that was fun. Well, for one, being able to meet the other Yetis and two, just like being... Okay, so there's a couple layers. I'm going to step on Michelle's toes a little bit or kind of take away your thunder. But getting to meet like other people that I've admired and looked up to in the podcast industry was huge. Being able to meet Chris Curran and Tom Kelly, just a whole bunch of people. For Roth Media, that was a pivotal moment for Michelle to take some of these courses to really like dive into podcasting and really just kind of like propel her involvement in the business and just kind of like, really be able to bring out her expertise. Yeah, I I got excited about Michelle being part of your business too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to piggyback on that, PodFest was amazing because I saw, so I knew that before Roth Media, I had a sticker shop and I was in like kind of the planner and crafty world. That was my business. And I knew that I could transition some of the like business skills and knowledge to to this realm, which is why I wanted to come on board so that, Dan could really work in the business and I could work on the business and in the business in a totally new way. And so through the courses I took at PodFest, I was really able to see with the lens of podcasting how I could take my skills as, you know, coaching and my knowledge of social media and really help us and our clients. So that was really cool uh, and super helpful in launching off, you know, being a, I don't know, a, a launch point for me, I guess. So I would jump in probably and also say PodFest. It's my first time ever going to a large podcasting conference. So not only did I get to meet all the Yetis, but I got to to network with a number of people. This show has actually been an encouragement and a motivation for me because I have two shows that are on hiatus. And so this is the podcast that I'm involved with right now. And I really enjoy being able to have these conversations in public and then the other thing that's uh, that I didn't really expect was accepting and investing in challenges. So I mentioned earlier that I not really have a background in sales. And so I accepted and paid for Chris Curran's new clients at higher rates challenge. And that gave me the motivation to go and do it. Now, the results for that haven't happened yet, but I enjoy that. And then I'm also doing another challenge around growing a podcast because marketing really isn't my core skill either. And I've, I've enjoyed that. It's challenging in the sense that I have to keep up with it and it's a lot to do, which is why it wasn't getting done. But I, I found those to be exciting for me. Yeah. I, for me, it was definitely the fellowship for Stony Brook University. It's not something I had planned. It was one of those kind of like big dream wish list like wouldn't that be so cool to kind of learn the inside of these more complex podcasts and 
I just, I went for it, um, not expecting anything necessarily. And that now I, I'm, I'm in love with that. Like, I, I'm almost afraid that I'm in love with learning. Um, and I'm just going to be a consummate student, but I'm okay with that. But yeah, that was, that was so une- unexpected. And then micro content, like little tiny blog posts, because otherwise, I mean, I like to write and I like to think but it takes me so long. So the micro content, you know, the mini like Instagram posts are kind of fun for me to write and I don't have to like be perfect and I don't have to take a lot of time, but I think that it, it really, you know, is something I enjoy. So I did not expect that at all. Kind of stumbled into it. So that was fun. So, all right. So now I'm lost on my window. Uh, did you form any new important partnerships as next? Yes. I I don't really, I have to think about this one. It did form some, but I don't know. So I, I can say that I didn't. There was one that I said <laughs> no to, and I haven't really found any others. So the answer for me on that one is no, but that's not that I'm not open to them and even looking for them. I just didn't. I think it in 20, like this year, it was weird, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, what about you, Rock Media team? I would say our partnership with our business coach. So if you didn't hear last episode with Tame Grable Woodford, she is our business coach. And she has been huge in like focusing our mind shift and just like giving us solid advice and just helping us through one through 2020 and to just helping us like figure things out and just kind of giving us that push we need in order to take our business to the next level. And I'll jump in here. Sometimes we need a mediator. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Dan just needed his mic, but you probably heard him laugh in mine because it's so true. Like we have, I mean, we we're great partners. We work and live in at home in the same business 24-7, especially with COVID, neither of us going anywhere. So I think this is a true testament to our partnership in many different ways. But moment of honesty and truthfulness here, it's not perfect, right? So we had a recent uh, frustration around tech and our office, which is really small, which we've touched on. And we needed to take it to Tammy. And and sometimes and we have this whiteboard where it's like, all right, this is what we need to talk about this week. We need to take this to Tammy and we need some guidance here. And she'll hear both of us out and say, I hear one of you saying this, your body language looks like this. And then from there, we're able to really come to some middle ground. So that partnership has been awesome to bring to 2020 and Roth Media. Yeah. <laughs> I see Chris Kern in the comments said, happy wife, happy life. And I I agree. I 100% agree. Happy spouse, happy house. That too. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But like I said before, thinking of the wins throughout the week is really difficult. And having a business coach, one of the things we start, I I think we start like every uh, meeting with like, what were your wins for this past week? So like now the expectation, like, okay, well, we have to come something. So then we have to like sit down, like, okay, what are our wins for this week? And it's something we do every week. So that helps us kind of focus on the positives as well. So if you have trouble doing that, like business coach is a really good investment. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Oh, here, this is a fun one. Did anything shift or change for you in 2020? <laughs> I would have no, to everything's say. the same. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say everything. 
I and I really need to like spend some time with this to to really dissect what those big shifts were, but there were definitely some big shifts. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously with COVID going on, that's like everyone's big answer. And it might also be obvious that with me coming on board with Ruth Media, um, we both had to change how we work together. Because before, Damon asked me a question about, you know, how do you think I could help this client? Or, hey, can you help me out with this project? But being here 24, like making this my full-time gig, some days I had to give myself grace and that meant not working, but he needed me to work. So there was this shift and change in our relationship, in our house, in our working relationship of how to work together to make the most happen with where we're at. So that was a huge shift for us. Yeah, I can see that. Brian, anything that you want to add? Nothing. In in all honesty, nothing comes to mind. That's something I'm going to need to spend some more time with as well, because I've got some things like, you know, raised rates and stuff like that, but it's not really a big shift. It's just sort of an ongoing tweak. (laughs) (laughs) At least it should be. And if you're listening or watching and you're like in the same spot as Brian, like that's okay with everything that happened this year. If you just maintained, like that's cool too. Like you don't have to have a huge shift. (laughs) Yeah, you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Although I think many people did. I mean, because, wow, a lot of people had to pivot and change the way they do things. Yeah, Yeah. or come up with a completely new business plan. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) maintaining sounds actually kind of nice. Yeah. All right. So are people taking action because of you? And I know this may kind of feel like a a weird question, but really this question is about influence and reach. Are you connecting with your people, with your ideal client? And I would say that, yes, this is growing for me, for sure. What about you guys? I'm just wondering, should we save this for the next one? Because I feel like this could be a <gasps> pretty deep a, question. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty deep one. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just keep, I'm, you know, that's, I, know. <laughs> I get excited. I'm like, yes, let's get into it. Um Also, because this helps me, you know, and this is another demonstration kind of in real time. This helps me think about all these questions more critically when I'm talking to you about them, right? Or when I feel like, okay, now I have to have an answer, not just for me, but I have to have an answer for you guys. So, but yeah. All right. Let's stop here. That sounds good. Cool. One of the things, are are you guys okay with us changing our last question? Because normally we ask tell me about your first client, but we've already done that. So can we, can we change it up a little bit? Like this, this is behind the scenes. This is live. <laughs> I have a pod deck. Pod decks are great for icebreaker questions. And I thought it might be fun for us to answer oh. a pod deck question. So I'll, I'll ask Daniel first and we can just go round Robin, uh, Daniel, Michelle, then Carrie, and then me, who are your podcast editor heroes in real life? Uh I feel like there's a couple obvious ones, um, the honorable or the honorary Yetis, but I would probably say Brittany Felix. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Because like we both share essentially like the same target audience. Watching her and seeing what she does and taking inspiration from like how she's like built this business has been like huge for us and not stealing her ideas or like copying her exactly, but being able to take... <laughs> inspiration and like adapt it to our personalities and our business plan model whatever kind of shaping it for us so i'd say Brittany felix you're just a fantastic person overall how about you michelle 
Do you have any podcast editor heroes? This is going to be so corny, but it's Daniel. Daniel is my hero. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, one, I still don't really consider myself part of podcast editor world. You know, I feel like I've stepped into podcast world a little bit. So he's obviously the one that I know best. And the way that he juggles everything and works with clients. And I mean, to be totally honest with you, it's the income and the business that he built that I was able to step into and live this life and get through this year with all of the hard things. And I I sometimes, this was before I figured out my work schedule and like getting into really working full-time hours. But I used to say that I lived the life of a retiree in my 30s. And that was all because of Dan. So uh, yeah, he's definitely my hero. And I would second what he says about Brittany Felix too. How about you, Carrie? Yeah, I really like Brittany. But then (laughs) I think, because Brittany is so smart. I, I just have to throw that out there. Everything she says just makes me go, wow. But for me, I have to say that, I, I mean, there's just so many people that do such amazing things and, and inspire me, but I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit to make this easier and to not hurt anybody's feelings. I'm going to say that the Just Busters, right? Mm. Because they nice. are putting themselves out there despite the fact that it's uncomfortable. I've gotten to watch them grow and there's so many of them that are just doing such incredible things and, you know, meeting them from sheep podcasts, like a lot of them from sheep podcasts and now seeing what they're doing is incredible. So there, I mean, there's just so much good work going on with those ladies and members that it just, it just touches my heart that I get to be a part of that. So and they're there every day, like lifting each other up. So that's pretty amazing. So thankfully, this was plural because I think mine's going to go a little bit like an acceptance <laughs> speech at the Oscars. So aside from the Yetis, which is basically a given, like I, I can't believe that I still get to meet with you guys on a regular basis. And I'm saying that in all honesty. But I mean, we're talking like Chris Curran. Tom Kelly, Steve Stewart, you guys already mentioned Brittany like 27 times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarah Mikatel, even though I'm not real connected with her, I've started listening to her show and I really enjoy what she's putting out. So, I mean, there are, there are just so many, I couldn't begin to, to name them all. And honestly, almost every person I'm connected with who's a podcast editor in some way, I look up to them and that's, that's truly serious. So all y'all, (laughs) <laughs> being Southern today, all y'all, and then some. Yeah, I miss the heroes part, the plural, because, oh, so obviously, like, I feel like the obvious ones, Steve Stewart, who's done an amazing job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, setting the roadway to, like, I never knew, like, I, I couldn't fathom, like, the possibility of making this, like, my full-time job until I joined Podcast Editors Club, like, and Steve mm. Stewart, obviously, is a reason for all that, and Mark Deal, even though he's not much of an editor anymore, but I feel like he needs to be mentioned. Chris Curran and Tom Kelly, the honorary. The honorary uh, Yetis. Yeah. And then I'll throw in Emily Prokop. Um, yes. Who has been, honestly, like, added a lot to the Reaper course, just, like, because she's also a Reaper user. And just her branding, what you, Carrie, you and her did at Podcast Editors Conference, the your, oh. whatever you call it, um, <laughs> your section was huge. Jennifer, who is handling the chat this week, says Steve Stewart and also Emily Rock. So, yeah. And, and, and I have to say that, like, I don't think that I would be here 
where I am without Steve and Marks and, and their support. And mm-hmm. certainly they have, they've done a lot to help us behind the scenes. And, and it definitely like so incredibly generous and, and appreciative. So, and they're going to be on the show next month together, yeah. which is going to be really fun. Yes. So that'll be like herding cats. Won't yeah. It? <laughs> There's a little teaser for you. Uh, Michelle, did you have anything you wanted to add? Well, the only thing I wanted to say before we end this is just a huge thank you to you guys for having me on for being an honorary kind of member of the Yetis here and to Carrie for putting together this awesome goal setting doc that's going to really help us, like I said at the beginning, be intentional and reflective and look ahead because it's so easy to be overwhelmed by the state of the world. I don't know. The wind blows the wrong way. That can be overwhelming sometimes. You know what I mean? Just Uh like, this is a hard time. But by, like I said, being able to reflect and look ahead and having this awesome doc that's guided and we can work through it together and spend time to really plan it out, it's going to be invaluable. So thank you so much, Carrie, for putting this together. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's very kind. Daniel, would you like to tell people how they could be a guest on the podcast Editor's Mastermind? Absolutely. If you are an expert in something that you think podcast editors would find useful, or if you are a podcast editor and you have a struggle or want to workshop something, we'd love to have you on the show. Just go to podcasteditorsmastermind.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a button that says be a guest. Click that, fill out the form, and we'll be in touch. Oh, thank you, Chris Kern, who says each of you are very highly respected as well. I appreciate you all. We appreciate you so much, Chris, too. Uh, You were just you're just a delight, actually. Smart and a delight. And so very generous. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we could go on and on and on (laughs) about like we could have a total like I don't want to say love fest because that doesn't sound right. We could have a total pod editors conference. Um. Anyway, uh, that is it for us today. I'm Carrie Caulfield Eric of Yaya Podcasting. You can find me at Carrie Eric on Instagram. Daniel, how about you? I'm Daniel Abendroth, and you can find me at rothmedia.audio. I'm Michelle Avendroth. You can also find me at rothmedia.audio. And for personal crafting stuff, if that's your jam, check me out on Instagram at sparkleadventures. And I'm Brian Ensminger. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. And also, we are at 699 members of the Hindenburg Users Group on Facebook. So if you want to be number 700, here's your chance. That's at hindyusers.com, H-I-N-D-Y users.com. That'll redirect you right there. Awesome. Uh, And tonight's Yeti has been Jennifer Longworth, and you can find her at bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. I think I said that right. Or at KY Podcasting on social medias. Thanks. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 